welcome to the show. I'm Seams. I'm Chaos. I'm Needles. And I'm Stitches. And today we have two very special guests. We have my sister from another mister, Nordine. Say hello. Hi, y'all. And then we have my real sister, Fat Stacks. Yo. And today we are going to be talking about sleep paralysis. Now, for those of you who do not know what sleep paralysis is, it is when a person is half between awake and REM sleep, and it makes you paralyzed to where you can't move anything except your eyes, and you cannot speak, and you also see different hallucinations, images, and just all kinds of terrifying stuff. Um, Some things that you feel is you can feel pressure on your chest or your legs, you can also feel extreme fear and panic, and you can also just have different sensations. Um, the average person who experiences this, they're between 16 and 43 years old, which congratulations, we're all going to experience it. Woo! Congratulations. Yeah, uh, no yeah, thanks. Boy. Yes. <laughs> and then um, some things that can trigger it can be any kind of sleep problems like sleep apnea, insomnia, also lack of sleep, and then stress, depression, anxiety can also be a cause of it. So pretty much anybody can have it. You don't have to have specific things. It just can happen. Um, The most common thing that people will experience is they can get dark shadows and then the old hag. And you can also get a gentleman who has a terrifying grin and he either comes as a demon or he is the devil himself. Ooh, that's scary. I don't like that idea. And to kind of help us understand this phenomenon a little bit more, um, each one of us feels like it would be great to educate you guys about it by telling our own personal experiences with sleep paralysis, uh, starting with myself. So, um, my case of sleep paralysis was pretty mild for the most part. It began off shortly after I had watched a video about uh, Dear David, which we will cover later on in the show. Um, Pretty much a way to describe it was I was was going to sleep normally, and then um, pretty much I woke up and I couldn't move my body, and it felt as though someone was watching me. Like, I did not see anything physical, but I felt it like something was off in the room uh i moved my eyes around quite a bit and it's just like it felt like this creepy sensation someone was just staring at me like if i looked outside the window like i was gonna see someone just flat out just creeping up on me so uh it it was a pretty mild experience but nonetheless it was scary definitely not something i want to experience again about that like since I've never experienced it um do you think that watching the whole like YouTube videos of Dear David that that's maybe what caused the panic mode I feel like that could be it because you know some people they watch horror movies and stuff and they tend to have like nightmares based off of it I felt like that could have some slight influence on it uh, but, I mean, it also could have been different things. I mean, we stayed up late that that night, so I could have easily had been lack of sleep. Different reasons, but other than that, it was just, it was surreal when it happened. It was something that even, like, it is really hard to describe unless you, like, experience it personally. I hope I never do. Uh, pray to God you don't. <laughs> was, uh, it, was it, like really sleep paralysis or were you dreaming you had sleep paralysis um i don't know it could have been it could have been numerous things as i said it just it felt like i was awake and everything was real around me i just i could have been dreaming i could have you know been half asleep when it happened it was as i said just something that's just really hard like you have to experience it in order to like get a really good understanding on it. And you have no no sleep disorders like sleep apnea or 
you know, do drugs or was drunk or anything like that. Oh, uh, that could possibly no. influence <laughs> what was going on. No, definitely, definitely not. Uh, as far as I know, I don't think I have any sleep disorders. I mean, I sleep pretty normally besides, you know, just staying up too late like a normal person in my 20s. But other than that, yeah, that's nothing really out of the ordinary that I remember. And of course, you know, I have never... It, you guys have been to a party with me. There is no way in hell that I would drink alcohol. So, like... <laughs> well, we're not with you 24-7. We're not gamers. We don't know. I, I could be an alcoholic <laughs> secret. You never know. <laughs> That's where all the booze is. It's in his closet. Oh, it's yeah. in my closet. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I raid her closet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nordine, uh from what you have told us, you have also experienced this as well. So why don't you go ahead and uh, share your story about your personal experiences with sleep paralysis. Well, I had one about a month ago. <laughs> it was right after I broke up with my ex. And it was, <laughs> it was right after stuff happened and... I was exhausted one day to the point where I slept almost for 24 hours and when I came almost two from sleeping or about to wake up I could see this evil smile just grinning at me constantly up until when I had to go to work like 30 minutes it was just creepy it scared the living lights out of me to the point where I was having a panic attack right after it trying to figure out why I slept for so long and seeing that and it just scared me to the point where I thought I had to go to a mental hospital so you were during that point where you were half awake, you were... I could just see that smile. You could just Constantly. see the smile and it was causing that panic attack. Yeah. It was just right in my face. Ugh. Grin to grin. Ooh. Like, that lipstick that you see on the Joker. Ugh. Being all white. Mm. I would not want to see that. I'm so glad I haven't had one of these. Okay, um, now I do know that Seams and Chaos have both experienced this quite a number of times. Do you want to start, Seams? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and start. I have had three experiences with it. Two of them, I had full-fledged sleep paralysis. One of them, I actually just had a few days ago, and I was able to snap out of it. Um, I, will, I guess I'll start from the first time it happened. I had remember I'd actually just broken up with my ex and I was actually watching Nordine's cat and I was in Nordine's room sleeping and then I remember waking up but I was up but I was still asleep like I could move my eyes around but I couldn't move anything else and it was my first time experiencing what sleep paralysis was so I had no idea that that's what was going on and I remember this demon thing crawling up on the bed towards my face and then when it got closer it's like a light shone on this demon's face and it actually looked like my ex-boyfriend but sinister and just like Nordine it had this big creepy grin from ear to ear and it was like this menacing sharp tooth grin and it just stared at me in my face didn't say nothing it just stared right in my face. It was literally like an inch away from my mouth. And it was just staring at me. And I just remember feeling panicked. And I was freaking out. And I was terrified. Like the most scared I've ever been. And it was actually Nordine's cat who woke me up out of the sleep paralysis. Because she started to lick my face. And when she did that, I got out of it. And I remember I woke up in a cold sweat. I was breathing really hard. I was shaking. It was just a horrifying experience. But like I said, I never knew what sleep paralysis was before then, so I had no idea I had it until I did some research and figured out, well, that's what happened. 
So then the second time happened, it was actually, um, I had just moved in with my new boyfriend, and I was in a stressful situation, um, and I was actually sleeping on the couch in the living room with him, and I remember once again, I'm waking up, I couldn't move my body, but I could move my head, like this time around, I could move my eyes and my head. And I happened to move my head slightly over towards where the hallway was. And I see this old woman. She was dressed in white and black. And she was pacing back and forth in the hallway. And then she notices me. She looks right at me. And I look at her. And my eyes, I remember my eyes just like got huge. And I felt that panic again. And that terrifying fear. And the next thing I remember is I turned my head to the side to try to look away from her and I heard her footsteps first they were dragging footsteps like when she was walking and then they sped up really really fast and then she was inches away from my face she was so close to my face I could feel her breathing in my ear and all she did was just sit there and breathe in my ear and then I finally was able to wake up out of it it felt like forever that I was stuck in it and again, I was in a cold sweat. I was panicking. I was freaking out. And my boyfriend actually woke up. He's like, oh my God, are you okay? You're like, I heard you breathing rapidly. And I actually had to like sleep near him because I was terrified to go back to sleep because I knew I had it again. I didn't want to have it again when I fell back asleep. And I will mention both these times I was laying on my back. So I was like facing towards the ceiling. I was like up on my back. And then this recent time I was in my bed and I remember getting the same feeling like I always get when it starts. I could move I couldn't move anything but my eyes. And I remember this figure walking in from our bedroom door and it was walking around our bed and it stopped right at the foot of the bed. It was this big tall black figure. I couldn't really see a face besides like teeth and then like a couple of eyes and it had these really really long claws and it stopped right at the foot of my bed and it took its hands with its long claws and it started from my thighs all the way down and it like took its claws and drug it down the sides of my legs and it wasn't just like a full drag it was like it was almost like tapping along the sides of my legs and then it tapped all the way back up and then I remember the back of my mind going oh no I am not going into sleep paralysis again and then I was able to wake myself up before it got worse and then once I came to it again I was on my back when it happened and I flipped over onto my side fell right back asleep and I didn't have anything else the rest of the night now you you stated that you were on your back and part of what you had stated for the facts of it is that it does deal with sleep apnea and I know that for me and you <laughs> it more occurs when we're on our backs because you know our throats will close up uh, do you think because of you sleeping on your back that it was causing it to occur worse than what it probably would have been if you hadn't had sleep apnea um yeah, I honestly think that the only reason why I went into it is because maybe while I was asleep, I went into, you know, what sleep apnea does to where you kind of stop breathing for a second. I think I woke up, like my brain woke up, but I technically wasn't woken up. It was like I was still dreaming, but I was awake kind of thing. Now, you mentioned earlier that sleep paralysis can happen when people have undergone like some large amounts of stress you don't think it's some sort of psychological reaction like maybe it's representative of you know um, not being able to escape something that's been bothering you like maybe you need to confront something that's why you can't get away like it's your mind telling you you have an issue and you need to deal with it? Um, I mean, it could be, yeah. I mean, this last time I had it, I was, I haven't been too stressed out, but I know the last couple times it was always 
when I was in a stressful situation. Like, I would just go through an immense amount of stressful things, and I would go into it. So, I mean, yeah, that could be a definite possibility. There's, there's the possibility that you, at the time, didn't think you were that stressed out, but your mind's telling you otherwise. Yeah, because usually when I'm stressed, I don't think much of it, like so... If you're somebody with anxiety all the time or something, being in that anxious state all the time to you just feels normal, but maybe your brain is registering it as being under constant stress, so you don't think much about it? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, like I said, that's a very high possibility, because I do have an, an untreated anxiety, so it could happen. So like what you were saying with your first experience, I was actually living with you at the time when that boyfriend left. Let's just leave it at that. And you went and visited my mom and even she said, just by talking with you, that you were under a great deal of stress and you weren't even showing it at the time. So you think that could have started this avalanche of all of these sleep paralysis Things going on. Well, yeah, I mean, with undiagnosed anxiety, of course, that's probably what started it. I mean, usually when I'm in stressful situations, I'm just stressed out all the time, most of the time that I just really don't notice I am, and until stuff like that happens, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'm a little stressed and I need to do something about it. But, yeah, I mean, stress probably was a huge factor in these experiences, and I'm hoping I don't get super stressed anytime soon because I really just don't want to deal with this again. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> Sounds scary. I think you've got a few experiences as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have about the same amount of experiences as Seems does. Um, a couple of them, the first couple of them happened roughly about five years ago. Um me and my boyfriend at the time were living with his mom in the basement and one of the I think it was the first time that I I I could remember because you know I have memory problems <laughs> um one of the, the times was I was I had just all of a sudden woken up but I couldn't I couldn't move I wanted to get up and I tried getting up but I just Something It felt like something was literally holding me down, and I just couldn't move. <laughs> and not only did that start scaring me, but the next thing I know, there were black shadows one after another coming through the door into our room and gathering around my bed. At the foot of it, beside of me, and all they did was just stand there, but they were black shadows. And... I try to forget these instances, so my memory with how that ended is a little fuzzy. <laughs> but then another time, which was around the same, I say about a month, two month difference from the first one. Um, I actually, this one had happened a couple handfuls of times, but it was the same thing I kept seeing. It was this little creature. I would be just laying in bed but all of a sudden, time, like, three, four hours would just be gone. I would look at the clock, it'd be one time, I'd look back, and it'd be another time, and then I couldn't move. It was darker than I had remembered it going to, initially going to bed. And every time I went into something like that, I would see this small creature, like, goblin-looking thing, but the same thing like with Nordine and Seams with the just big old creepy smile with the big teeth and it just, it always would stay up in the ceiling corners or in the corners of the room. And at that happened uh, probably about a handful of times over that course of the year. And that kind of dropped off once we moved out and got our own place. But then, but, and then. You're okay. I know it's freaking you out, dude. You're good. But then my third time, 
was actually when we first moved into our new house that we're in now. And one of the nights, first nights that we were here, um, I ended up waking up same instances, all the other ones just frozen. I tried my hardest to move and I just couldn't, I couldn't force myself to get up out of bed and it was just so dark and the way that like the shadows in the room looked it just my paranoia was really high and I just couldn't seem to focus on one thing and then all of a sudden with it quiet and dark the our door starts opening the door to our bedroom just starts creaking open but nothing happens but that's just the suspense feeling that it, it just, my paranoia, I was freaked out to, to the max. There was just, ooh, it just, I can't, it scares me. So your paranoia was making you think that because the door was opening, which I've seen your door, it kind of goes both ways. Yeah. Um, It's not really adhered to anything because it doesn't have the blocker. Do you think because of it blowing open, it caused your paranoia to think something's going to come through the door? But do you also think it could have been something like maybe you left a window open and it could have been a draft? See, and that's a logical point if I ever opened my windows, but I do not. Ever. (laughs) So that right there, and they're really, throughout my house, um, us living here so long, there's no breeze. There's no nothing that goes through here. The only way that the door would have clicked open and creaked open and I've tested it is you have oh, to actually turn you have on. to something has to do it I have a bit of a group question um do any of these places where these experiences occur have any history that you know of of having entities in them like, is it sleep paralysis, or is it another thing altogether? Um, I mean, with, with mine, it's... As far as I know, there's never been anything happening. I mean, I know... I, I mean, I do believe in the paranormal, and that kind of stuff, and um, I know I'm also real sensitive to energy, so I mean... I have been told before that there's possibilities that if someplace is haunted, there can be, like, spirits that can attach itself to you, especially if you're real sensitive to energies or you have, like, a big amount of energy. So, I mean, it could be a possibility, but to be honest, I don't think so because each time I had it, it was something different. Like, it wasn't the same thing. And then I actually watched this um, documentary called The Entity, check it out, it's awesome, but it, um, there was this guy who was explaining the old hag, which is what I saw, and the exact thing happened to him that happened to me, and I have never seen this documentary before until, like, last week, and he described exactly what happened to me, but it happened to him, and he lived all the way in the UK, so it was, I just, I don't know. Yeah. That's, because I was actually getting ready to ask if, um, because you mentioned earlier that it, there are all these universal figures that show up, if, um, hearing these stories prior to the sleep paralysis, paralysis incidents happening, if that didn't influence what those entities look like, or is that what they actually look um, like, or well, we're just all here full of shit? <laughs> I was going to say, that's what I was getting at with the whole Dear David with needles, exactly, too, yeah. because he had just seen the Dear David YouTube videos, I mean, the collaboration of all of that, and then he had his sleep paralysis happen that night, so, I mean, that's what I was getting at, too. Was it there already priorly? influence prior to those happening and the old hag and stuff is just what you subconsciously remember um I mean like what I said I had when these were happening the first time I didn't know what it was and then the second time it happened I knew I had it but I didn't go into like a lot of research so I didn't really know like 
what the main things you saw or anything like that. And like I said about watching the Entity documentary, when the guy was describing word for word what happened to him, what happened to me, it freaked me out. Because it's like, how can somebody all the way halfway across the world have the same experience I did? When uh, you guys were having these experiences... They weren't, like, hazy figures or anything. Like, all of their features and things were very distinct. Right. And see, and that's what really and terrifies this like you. before you even knew, looked into it, what it was. Right. found out that they had universal figures right. that would show up. Mm-hmm. The things I saw, it was, I mean, it was as clear as day. Just me looking at you two. It was clear. Clear so, like, vision. HD 4K bullshit. Yeah, and then, like, <laughs> the fact that the first one took over the image of my ex-boyfriend really just Sealed says the deal. something. Yeah. See, but that kind of brings me back to my earlier point about people tucking away things from their past and mm-hmm. it coming up Like it could just be psychological yeah. instead of more of right. paranormal. And, I mean, there are people who yeah, are doing... Like, there's. It's an issue that you need to confront. Right. And you not being able to move and those figures, like with her boyfriend getting right in her face, is like maybe your mind is trying to tell you, quit pussing out, you need to deal with this. It could be, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there's, um, there's people who dedicate their lives to research on this particular topic and, um... And that's why in some cases, if you're under a great amount of stress or depression or anxiety, anything like that, you can have it and it can take on other forms. It's just the old hag and everything are just like common, but it can take on any form. It's like your inner demons catching up. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. And then, you know, like back in the medieval times and stuff when it happened, um, that's why people thought it was the devil or a demon. Because, you know, back then people were, like, terrified of the devil well, and stuff. Well, yeah, but, but I don't mean it like actual, literal demons. I meant, like, inner demons. Well, yeah, like that's... your inner turmoil, things that have been really right. gnawing at you. Like, when they do pictures and stuff, like drawings and all that back then, most of them put it as a demon because it's kind of like... Yeah, but they thought everything was demons. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. <laughs> oh, witchcraft. Right. <laughs> witchcraft. <Right>. Burner <laughs> at the stake. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just... I just find it creepy that... I just thought it was interesting that it took on the form of your ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it kind of led me to believe that maybe it was an issue that you needed to deal with psychologically. Kind of like how people do, uh, like, dream reading. Yeah, like, that's... Which is kind of like how I'd asked Needles earlier. I think it was Needles. Yeah. If he was actually having a sleep paralysis incident or actually dreaming... Because you did state that you're still kind of in your REM phase of sleep. Mm-hmm. So. But that's why you hallucinated, too. Right. Well, yeah, I know, but, I mean, I just, it could be a possibility that. Yeah, but the, but the right. thing was. Yeah, but the thing about when I experienced it was it, like, yeah, it could have been a dream, but it still felt so real. Like, the way I'm looking at oh, you guys yeah. right now, it just, it felt like, it felt like it was completely real. I didn't experience, like, you know, the, the hag or anything like that, but it still felt like something but, was I mean, staring me down. I've never had sleep paralysis personally, but I have had dreams that felt like it was pretty much real life. So right. Very vivid dreams. So, I mean, it, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that maybe they were dreams that you were having, because dreams can feel very real. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. right. I've had dreams where I've woken up in a cold sweat. It's nothing like, you know, what you guys have experienced. But I've, I've woken up in a cold sweat. But that's from nightmares. But... Yeah, and, then, and that's the thing about sleep paralysis is you're still, it's like you're dreaming, but you're not. And it's, that's what makes it terrifying is it feels real because you feel the sensations. Like if they're touching you, you feel right. it. If you they're on your chest you feel it it just it yeah. freaks you but out what i'm saying is i don't know like if you have vivid dreams but mm-hmm. when i have vivid dreams i can feel everything but i still know when i woke up it's a dream right and that's kind of hard to differ from too because when you have this sleep paralysis 
like if the dream is you're there where you're at you're in your room you're on your bed and that's how it's hard to figure out if you really are in waking up or if it is a dream because those dreams are so real it's hard to figure out which one it is together yeah it's yeah yeah it's like line. dancing along that line yeah it's hard to distinguish if it's reality or if it's still a dream do you know you're awake though when you have it or do you like maybe i'm not trying like, to explain this very well for me when i had my experiences like, were you consciously aware that you were awake like you yeah were kind of like or did you feel kind of like you know how kind of you kind of get like real stone on like ambient or something and kind of like tripping balls <laughs> kind of like every time I would get up or try to get up it was like I was feeling like I was waking up after a really long sleep but that I was wanting to get up and go do something like go to the bathroom or I wanted to get up but I couldn't and that's right as that then you know so like really lethargic and heavy yeah yeah it's just like exactly. It's like, for yeah. Years. Yeah, it's right. Like, your body's like a long you, sleep. Yeah, your body's telling you, wake up. You need to wake up, but you can't. You just like, you you can try. You can just send signals to your body, move, do something. You can't move. You're like nothing. And it's so just. It's basically, um, your mind is awake, but your body hasn't caught up. Yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Right. It's like you're, you're awake, and like your mind knows you're awake, but your body is like still in sleep mode so does anybody believe it's actually entities or do you think it's just all in your head and it's just your brain being your brain Um, and like i said uh your brain is in the middle of dreaming and being awake and uh you know what kind of strange dreams you can have when you're asleep if you're, it's not not like a hallucination from that, from being half asleep, and your body just hasn't caught up to the fact that you're beginning to wake. Like, do you believe there's actually ghosts or whatever involved in it, or is this all in your head? I kind of tend to think, because I like the paranormal stuff, but I tend to be very skeptical of a lot of it. Um, like it, I don't, I don't, I just think. Maybe it's, in a lot of cases, it's just in your head. Because your mind can play weird, weird weird asterisks. And and this stuff has been scientifically recorded. Right. Right. Um, And and there could be a lot of determining factors with it as well as to what could be causing these hallucinations. As you said, it could be the stress. It could be anxiety, depression. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, causes and uh everything such as that could it be a possibility of entities and stuff um i'm gonna i'm gonna leave out the possibility that maybe maybe perhaps if you were aware that there was prior activity yeah maybe right uh but i mean there's there's still also that possibility of it could just be like stuff happening in real life different influences such as as what uh stitches had asked me if maybe watching that video before going to bed yeah. had anything to do with being influenced I by know it. I say it's all in your head, but, I mean, it is kind of interesting that everybody has a lot of the same universal figures that they see. Right. But that brings me back to my earlier, um, my earlier conclusion to it, where it's, you were influenced from other stories and programs. It's like, registered into your subconscious right and that's what you see and that's why everything everybody sees the same universal things if that makes any sense right and um there's actually kind of going with that um there's actually another theory that i kind of i i kind of have a little faith in which would make sense to why a lot of people have the same images or the same dreams or experiences um my theory um would revolve around aliens and i know it's a funny 
funny con- funny theory, but if you think about it, we're not the only ones in the universe. There's obvious obvious signs, whatever, however you believe it. I'm no judging. But in my theory is when you are in this sleep paralysis, um, the aliens are coming and that's kind of the technology they can use to kind of paralyze you so they can come in and easily transport you for said experiments. And the reason why you see all these images is sort of their way of putting something else in your head so you don't remember what happened. And that would coincide with you saying that you lost track of time. And there has been talk of that with aliens as well. And there's actually been theories. People who have um, seizures lose track of time. Vacant seizures. Yeah. Where, you know, there's, there, is that what it's called? Where you're staring into space. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I have a coworker that's Absent like that. seizures. That's really? what they're called. Yeah. Absent. Absent seizures. She's an old lady that works hmm. online. Who's track of time that way? Like, it could be a medical thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's, loss. there's or also. It could just be that everything is just so dull that it all bleeds together and, mm-hmm. you know, like how much time has passed. Right. Right, Where did this alien thing come from? That is way out of there. It's just... Actually, there is a theory that people have about it to where sleep paralysis is a form of being abducted by aliens. And it is a theory out there. Like, you can look it up. It's a theory where people well, say... You can look it up. Like, that, I, well, people where did can, you find that? Well, people can say... It was actually, like, in the documentary I was... Mm-hmm watching it was actually like something someone was talking about well how many theories are there for this well there, it's there's like there's a lot of right. things but it's like people think that when you're in sleep paralysis and you're you can't move like you can't do anything the entities that you're seeing are a version of an alien who is coming to you and taking you and then when you finally come back to it and you can move again, people say that's an abduction. So, like, attacking you? Yeah, because, like, some people honestly believe that it's aliens coming to take them, and they get abducted, and then they come back. What would make these people think, though, that out of everybody in the world, they're just... They come after little old me. Well, cause, like, why not the president? Right. right. Special snowflake. Yeah. <laughs> well, because there's... Some like I said, just what I what I said. Some of the common things were that's just that's common. Like Fairly. a lot of people see it, but a lot well, of people see different. Like some people being contrarian. <laughs> well, some <laughs> people see their figures, the dark figures, look like aliens. Like they say, like they the look grays? like an alien. Yeah, right. Yeah. But grays? instead of it but being... the grays, I I thought were traced back from um, a science fiction storybook. And you, there's a lot of people that say that they're abducted. That does what those aliens look like, but there was no mention of such a thing until after, I forget the name of the book and who wrote it, because it was a while ago that I'd read that, but um, there was no mention of aliens looking that way until after that story was written. Right. But I think it's like, it wasn't really like they looked exactly like an alien, but I think just like because some of the shadows were tall and thin, and they had, like, long fingers, so they like automatically... Enderman, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they automatically associated <laughs> it with, hey, that's an alien. Right. Right. Hmm. I know, it's just, like, the whole sleep paralysis well, thing is just interesting. Some of the other theories that you've heard, there's yeah. the alien thing, there's, well, it being an actual demon or whatever is a thing, right? right? Yeah. Oh, definitely, or, yeah. And then there's it Mental. just being all in your head yeah. from mm-hmm. hallucinations from sleep. What about, um, is it more likely to happen when you're under the influence of something, like alcohol or drugs, or is that a thing? Um, honestly, from the research... I'm not saying everybody that does it is like a wino right. or anything. Exactly. <laughs> right. Well, actually, from the research, because I, I did a lot of research on this prior to this episode, I really didn't come across anything saying that people were like alcoholics or they were on drugs when it happened. Well, I mean, it could be a... out there that 
causes your limbs and you know to, your body to feel very heavy. Right. It could and it could right. be a poss- it could be very well a possibility. Right. I just personally from my research I didn't come across like anything from, about that. Um cuz I'm sure you've read cases of it. Oh other yeah. people than your friends. Yeah, I have oh, yeah. you know anything about, about these people and who they are, what kind of maybe extracurricular activities they like to partake in like drugs or if they have any sort of mental illnesses or you know um well that could maybe kind of account for that and be the more rational explanation for all this hoopa juke well and and that's why a lot of people just say it's in their head because just with how it happens and some of these people do have like i said depression they got anxiety they have things going on that's making their mind go crazy not on power level too much here, but I mean, I'm someone that has suffered the majority of my life from a really bad anxiety and depression to the point where I thought I was eventually going to have to be institutionalized, but I've never experienced anything like sleep paralysis. See, now I, I deal with depression too. I, I mean, I'm a happy-go-lucky person. I am depressed. I get that. Let See, and that makes you wonder if it's more randomized or if it's specific people for a reason. It just kind of makes me wonder, like, I like the idea that it's in your head and it's like your inner demons and it's right. your brain trying to tell you that you have these issues and you need to deal with it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But then there's also, you know, the scientific thing that well, it's just your brain, not get, the your body body's not, not caught up with your brain and you're hallucinating. Well, and, you know, to be honest, I honestly don't think that it's caused by a ghost because other people would see it, not just you. Right. Like, if, like, well, were there's... Well, then that would lead you back to what kind of powers would a ghost even have, though? Like, can ghosts only show themselves to people they want to show themselves to? It could be because, like I said, the second time I had it, I was in the same room as my boyfriend, and he didn't, he... He was passed out. He was was passed out, but he didn't hear nothing. He didn't see nothing. And when he woke up, he said, I was breathing rapidly and I was in a cold sweat. But he, because he thought maybe I was just having a bad dream. Because when he woke up, he didn't see anything. Did it disappear after he woke up? Or was it still there while he was waking you up? It, I mean, he, I was going through it still. But then he started to wake me up. He was, like, pushing on me to wake me up. And that's when I started coming from it. So what's your input, Chaos? You're like, you're about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, please. Well, I just wanted to throw in my input about what seems was going on, um, how her boyfriend was in the room. Um, all of my instances, my now husband was always with me. He was always there, but nothing ever happened to him. He said he never heard nothing, never seen nothing, nothing. But he had been there a few times, seeing me flip my lid over the small little creature with the claws. He seen me flip a couple times, seeing it crawling on the ceiling into corners. Honest question. What kind of weed did you have that night? <laughs> <laughs> now, why we gotta assume? <laughs> because Just I know it out there. <laughs> I know you, Mr. Green Chaos. Uh, hey. <laughs> hey, and that's what we bring. <laughs> what I bring. Chaos, uh, Not a little chaos. Not spot or anything, but me being the skeptical douche of the group. <laughs> You know, and, and and that ties back into with the mental and all and the medical uh, theories with everything because it's just, it's not concrete. And like that, I don't know. It could have been. Well, you had mentioned, well, you haven't mentioned on any podcast and if it's too personal and you want me to bring it up, I guess you can edit it out, but you had been diagnosed with schizophrenia. I have. Which can cause you to hallucinate. And that's another thing with the mental and... That's all in your head. Exactly. So, but I don't know. I I just, it could be, but at the same time, I also have a lot of paranormal things that happen to me too. So I don't know if it's that too, 
or if it's just all in my head or it's just I'm not sure. What do you, I know you said you're not sure, but what do you feel deep down that you think it, it is? If you had to say. If it was, if it was your words and it just made it true. You know. <laughs> is this a group question or just to her? It can be a group question. Because I honestly, I honestly know it's, it's all in my head. I know it is. I don't, I know I don't have no ghost. I, nothing's like that. I just know it's just a, a hallucination. The, the, the scientific thing. Of your yeah. Brain just I, messing with you because you're half asleep. Yeah, that's, it's nothing paranormal. Nothing symbolic or paranormal. No, it's just. It's just your brain being funky. Yeah, it's just something yeah. that happens when you're really stressed out or you're just, you've got mental problems. That's my thing. Because I know I have men- some mental issues. And every time it happened, I was under a lot of stress, except this last time, so... Do, do the people... Like, I know a good chunk of us here that have experienced that have some sort of mental thing going on. Um, is that true of everybody that experiences it? Um, I mean... Like, cases where you I've... researched on, is there something going on, or... Well, they may not have shared that, if that was... Well, and actually, that. a couple yeah. of ones I read where people were talking about their experience, a lot of them um, do have depression and anxiety. I was just wondering if and, that made you more inclined to those sorts of things. I right. actually read one where this um, army guy had it, a real bad one, and he had PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. Well, my husband does too. And, um, yeah. What about you, Nordine? Honestly, I believe it is a great deal of stress because the last time I've ever had one was back when I was a kid, and during that time, my mom was going through a divorce. So it could very well possibly be that that's probably what it is. It's just some sort of mental Doris that you're under. Yeah. But there's still just a couple things that gets me, though, is because how do different people across the world still have the same visions. I just feel like that goes back into it being a part of um, a collective subconscious, like influenced mm-hmm. by media and stories and... Yeah. Like right. We're remembering that's... things constantly even though it's not registering to us that we remember them. Right, like we could have right, seen right. it or heard it at any point in our life and it be on the back burners like of our mind. If you someone was to tell you to describe a street that you go down all the fucking time. All the time. And you're awake. But you're, it's like on your way to work. And you're on autopilot. How are you going to be able to describe every detail of that street? Yeah, when you go to sleep, everything is vivid. Every little detail is there. Every leaf. Everything looks the way it does in real life. But you don't remember soaking in all that information, you know, consciously. And see, could sleep paralysis possibly be a type of lucid dreaming? Except you're not in control of it? Well, isn't lucid dreaming by definition a dream you're in control of? Yeah, but it's just just because it's like so real. You know what I mean? I have very vivid dreams all the time. Mm-hmm. And, I don't, I don't know, I think some dreams feel... What's your input your on it? Your mind is Eagles. tricking you into thinking it's real and it's not. Um, I mean... Uh, personally, my experience, I could I could easily say that it probably was influenced by what I was watching before. Uh, yeah. It's just that that's that's an easy thing right there. Uh, but all these other cases, I would say um, that I I do kind of agree that I think it is kind of a lot in your head a little bit, and I do believe in the paranormal stuff. And as I said before, it could be an entity it could be you know something along the lines of that but i feel like a lot of these cases are probably more or less just influenced by our brain and other stuff like that but because it's individualized by uh by each person uh which i mean we do have like some similar uh experiences like what seems said when she was watching the documentary the way he described the old hag, she had it the exact same way. But I feel like with each individual person, uh, it could be 
different types of influences on it. So personally, my experience definitely influenced by something like just what I watched before. However, with them, I do kind of feel like it is kind of all in your head and could be influenced by anxiety, depression, all that different types of stuff. And sleep, and uh, Dear David is about sleep paralysis. Sleep apnea. Yeah, sleep apnea is, and I have that. Because it cuts off your oxygen circulation, which, you Mm -hmm. know, would cut off to your brain and cause you to hallucinate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the, because I have it, but I don't think. I don't know if any of you guys have it. Well, we've Sleep just not me? been to get it diagnosed. Well, besides you. Right. I mean, Chaos is a heavy smoker. Right. So, in theory, that and would also... And you don't also... necessarily have to be, like, we're all large and in charge here, but you don't necessarily <laughs> yeah. have to be overweight to have sleep apnea. Right. My dad has it. And he's a skinny bitch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've been... I wonder if it's mainly caused by sleep apnea. Hmm. It could be. It could be, yeah, because... Yeah. Because that makes sense, because it's... You're not taking in enough oxygen in your bloodstream. Yeah, that is true. And maybe it's just... It's cutting off the oxygen supply to your brain, and that causes you to hallucinate, which a lot of people in their near-death experiences, science kind of accounts for people seeing what they do. Because of that lack of oxygen and um, the chemicals that your brain releases when you're in the mood or when you're getting ready to die. So, on that note, I'm No Dean. I'm Fat Sticks. I'm Seams. I'm Chaos. I'm Needles. And I'm Stitches. And remember, stay spooky and keep the voices inside your head. Or don't, whatever. I ain't your parent. <laughs> <laughs>